If you're interested in learning how I launched Zim Excellence, then you're in luck. Sign up for my podcast workshop and learn how it's easier and more affordable than ever to start a podcast. Also, grab yourself a copy of my podcast resource guide, which covers industry terminology, suggested tech setup, in addition to countless free online resources to support your podcast journey. Just head to wongai.com forward slash podcast creation. That's wongai.com forward slash podcast creation. The link will also be down in the show notes. Now, let's start the show. Welcome back. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for part two. Where did the name Netsai Beauty come from? Because initially I was like, oh, Netsai Beauty, the founder, be founder's name must be Netsai. And I was like, no. And like I've told you before that both my parents went, my mom went to war when she was 15 years old. So I can only imagine the struggles that she faced. And because this brand was born from struggle, really, I took the name that she used in the Liberation War struggle and I incorporated it in the skincare business because I was very acutely aware that this is a struggle. It's not going to be easy, but this is my struggle. Oh, wow. What was your first product that you got to work? And like, were you in the lab with like, how did I have so many questions? <laughs> so my first product was a mask. Uh, it was a mask. It was a mud mask. That was my first product. The first thing that I did was take myself to formulation school. Okay. Yeah, so I was going to formulation school for over two years. Initially, of course, you go to the school of Google, you go to the school of YouTube, and then you realize that it's quite difficult to put all the information together in one place. You get bits and pieces, right? So I went to formulation school. Um, and then after that, I after the formulation school, I started creating my own things in my own kitchen. Some didn't work, some worked, then I'd give them to friends and family. <laughs> You know, trying all that. And then when I hit the mark, when I think I got about 10 people, I made mask. I sent it to my sister-in-law. I sent it to a few people. And then everybody was like, I need a bigger jar. I need a bigger jar. (laughs) So then I knew I was onto something with that one. And then from there, I thought, okay, maybe this might just work. But, you know, as in business, you there are loads of moving parts. Like here in the UK, you can't just formulate something and start selling. So I had to look at the business side of things, making sure that everything's legal and, and the like before mm-hmm. I started selling. But it Up was a mask and, that was the yeah. first project that we made. Oh, that's amazing. So, yes, I ask about the process of formulation and all that because I just remembered as a young girl, (laughs) my mom's going to laugh when she hears this, but as a young girl, I I was naughty. I was in my mom's room and I would just take bottles of her lotions and perfumes and things and I would take one of my own bottles or take an empty bottle and I would mix things together and saying, yes, I'm making a potion. This is going to be the skincare that like, that you can live forever. And then my mom's like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting my products? I, I always say that there is a formulator in everyone. Of course, they are always gatekeepers in every industry. So in the formulation industry, there are the cosmetic scientists who are really trying to gatekeep keep that industry 
for good reason. It's their jobs and everything. But I think there's room for everyone. I never come from a place of lack. I always think there is room for everyone. If you told me tomorrow you wanted to start a skincare line, I will be cheering you on. We will be doing giveaways together. Like, seriously. (laughs) That's what I think. So everybody can formulate because what you will formulate will never be exactly the same as what I formulate unless you are intentionally trying to replicate what somebody's done, you know. Mm. So they're trying to make an issue about it. And there's this battle going on in the skincare world between green and clean and pharmaceutical and all that, you know. So I, I really sustainable? Don't exactly. So I don't get involved in it. I say our consumers are very wise people. They are very independent thinkers. They will choose what they want to buy and they'll make the decision that will be right for them. So this is the part where I kind of ask you to pitch the benefits of your products. I'm going to phrase it this way. Go on. What would you have to say to people who think that skincare mm-hmm is a luxury and why must I do anything more than like putting Vaseline on my face? Not that I put Vaseline on my face. That's not something I do, but you know, as Zimbabweans, we come from a community and a culture where it's like, you Zora Vaseline on your child's face or comfort cream and they're good to go. You know, what would the benefits be of skincare and then leading that into, you know, this bigger picture and this bigger idea of what it means to be practicing self-care so there there are almost two to three aspects to this the first Mm -hmm. thing is there are people like me I am prone to breakouts and you can tell I wish people could see through I haven't been taking care of my skin I've been prioritizing my work and I do have breakouts on my face and this happens to a certain group of people that will need to probably take skincare a bit more seriously and there are those people as well who are prone to a little bit of acne that's really not medical that can be easily fixed with skincare there is that Mm. category of people who actually skincare is essential good quality skincare is essential for them to have that confidence of having good skin any skin is good skin but we know that everybody wants flawless skin right so there is that group of people and then I always say as well Black women, African women deserve luxury. Why not? You deserve luxury in every aspect of your life. I find skincare is not just like, I don't take it as just skincare. That's why I say to you, I'm very intentional about the music I play when I'm doing my skincare. I take it as reflective time. If I'm having a bad day, I tend to do my skincare while I'm thinking of solutions sometimes. If I see that I cannot quieten my brain at that particular moment, then I use it as a time to try and figure out some solutions to my problems, if that makes sense. And then uh, there is another set of people whereby you think representation matters. Other cultures and other people are doing skincare and they are getting very successful at it. If we are still of the mindset, especially women, if we're still of the mindset that Vaseline that is owned by Lever Brothers is going to do you good, you are going to be another generation that keeps making somebody else way wealthier without creating that wealth for your own communities. 
I'm giving clicks because that that's it. Like that's an aspect I hadn't considered, but I completely agree with that. Lever Brothers is not a black owned company. No. We are giving money to, you know, people outside of our community and people yes. outside of our culture and trusting in their products again this while refusing it. to to trust in our own products Ourself. and our own ingredients so I, yeah. I know one of your ingredients is avocado and in Zimbabwe yeah. there are plenty of avocados just plenty. as Sharon with Mau you uses baobab and there's baobab yes. in this country yes. but no we're quick to go towards I don't know argan oil and you know I use argan oil in my hair so I'm talking to myself no. argan oil vaseline all that jazz you know it's just about creating like a risk we've just managed to Zimbabwe has just opened up an industry where they want people to start farming things like chia seeds and stuff like that it's a whole yes I've been reading about this yes so Kenya's already been doing it. Kenya exports a lot of skincare ingredients. So I don't see why that hasn't been happening in Zimbabwe. I'm super excited about it. And God willing, we will have a piece of land where we can do the same as well. That's wonderful. So uh, the benefits of our skincare. Really what I initially created Netai Skincare for was hyperpigmentation because like I told you, I have oily acne prone skin like now it's going more towards combination as I get older, but I was really prone to acne. Acne equals inflammation. Inflammation equals hyperpigmentation. This was an issue. And I was lazy with makeup at the same time. See, the combination doesn't work. And I wanted flawless skin. So mm-hmm. my only option was to get products that um, work for these problems that I have. And then I have a son who had terrible acne, but not medical acne. Just he was like me, just elevated, if that makes sense. So I decided to start with this. And then while I was doing my research, getting my information together, learning about skin, I realized um, antioxidants are some of the best things to treat these problems that I'm talking about. However, antioxidants are actually great in aging. So I was like, oh my goodness, you can kill two birds with one stone. Who want? We all want to age gracefully, right? At least I know I do. So I could treat the hyperpigmentation and kind of keep the aging at bayish, like aging nicely and gracefully. Like, do you know what I mean? Because like fine wine fun and stuff like that. So Nessai Skincare caters for hyperpigmentation mainly break if you use it constantly you should keep your your breakouts like hormonal breakouts at bay and non-medical acne at bay while we're at it we're also anti-aging if you use it often you should definitely see these results uh nothing nothing in skincare can stop you from aging but you just age gracefully good skin at that time of your life in the season of your life that you're in does it also have SPF, so protection from the no, sun? No, we haven't put SPF. That's a big minefield. Yet. Yes. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> That's a really big minefield. And um, you know what's been happening with SPF, don't you? No, I don't. I, I'm, I'm not familiar with the skincare world at all. Oh. <laughs> I use like two products and I drink That's lots it. of water. Oh, been a big drummers SPF has had some SPFs have had to be pulled out of shelves and stuff like that. There's a lot been happening around um, SPF itself. So you need a really good um, cosmetic company to work with you. I don't think SPF is something that will be making our kitchen anytime okay. soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you need that cosmetic company to align with the formulation company to align with 
your values and what you stand for. Can you imagine mm. trying to make green SPF? Yeah, it's really <laughs> tough. I'm I'm yeah. just going to plug the one that I love. It is black owned. It is black female owned and also yes. based in New York. It's black girl sunscreen. Yes, I actually I learned about it. this. Yes, yes, because Lupita's brother was using it. And I'm like, oh, I want to look into this. And then I yes. found the company and they're black owned and they're in yes. New York and they're great. They have, I think, avocado and jojoba and coconut oil is in their SPF. Yes. Is it yeah. chemical or sunscreen or mineral? Not that it matters. It just says moisturizing sunscreen lotion for face and body, broad spectrum SPF 30 infused with jojoba and avocado, water-resistant, 80 minutes, oxybenzone and octinoxoid-free. It's ultra-sheer, no white residue, and fragrance-free. I've heard loads about it, and I think I used a small tub of theirs as well that was sent to me. It was yeah, really I only- good. Yeah, I use a, a a little one. I was like, oh, and then they go into the science of why it's important for Black people to use sunscreen. Because <laughs> growing up, it's like, we don't need it. We have don't use sunscreen. I don't know. I feel like there is still a lot of research to be heard. And this is completely, this is controversial. Like, Black yes. people need sunscreen. <laughs> we know it. But yeah. they are, there's a huge demographic of Black people that cannot afford sunscreen who are surviving. It's so true. I, I feel like I they- think it's also um, because of our the melanin in our skin. Yeah, like we're not as high risk as people who are paler than us. We we are so we, we can are- get away with it for a while. That's it. We're fifteen percent protected, aren't we? The darker your skin, the more you're protected. Uh, however, if you do get skin cancer, it is a lot more aggressive in comparison to our Caucasian counterparts. Yes, and and you, as black people as well, there is a rainbow of black blackness. So there are also the lighter skinned black people who probably need it more than you you and I because yes. of our complexion, which yes. is chocolate, as exactly. as I like as I like to call. Exactly. <laughs> Sweet. Who is your ideal uh, customer? See, I used to think, oh, I want to cater to everyone. And then my mentor said, no, 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 you cannot. Until you're on solid ground, solid foundation, now you can start to think I can cater for everyone. So with my price point, I am very aware that for for the Black, for the African demographic, my price point is quite high. So I want to say the professional person who has a little bit of... um disposable income. So I'd say majority of these people are going to be probably 28 years old onwards Mm -hmm. for them to be continuously coming back to us and be in that place where they can have that money to buy skincare every single month or for whenever they need it. And they're probably going to be a professional and they understand the importance of taking care of yourself inside and out. Mm-hmm. They're also probably going to designate that time for if if we're talking about self-care and self-love, like, yeah. oh, let me draw myself a bath and put a bath bomb and, exactly. and, you know, apply my mud mask and massaging oils and, and do a whole it. thing. Your time, and like me really time. Enjoying <laughs> it. And because like some of the things we wash off, like the cleansing balm, you wash it off. I have put my heart and soul into it. I've put loads of extracts into it. So I always say to people, use it as a mask. Don't just take it off. Apply it on your skin. 
massage, leave it on while you jump into the shower and then wash it off later to get the full benefits of it. I love that. That That's my favorite type of mask, the mask that I can just leave on for as long as possible, watch TV, you know. snack, and then be like, and now I'm washing it off. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it has a little bit of lactic acid, which is a chemical exfoliant. So it does the slowing in of the dead skin gently because lactic acid is one of the most gentle. I love that. Are there any tips and tricks that you wish um, more people knew about skincare? I know there are different skin care types. So there's like dry skin, oily skin, combination skin. What I really wish people knew is consistency. Is okay. Key. Yeah. So be consistent with your skincare and try not to chop and change too much. If you find what works, stick with it. Mm-hmm. No, because we are inundated with so many things. We're in the information age, aren't we? So everybody's trying to sell you something and bringing you something. But if you have what works for you, really try and stick to it. Try other things once in a while. But if it's working, don't don't try and fix it if it's not broken. Mm-hmm. And how are you able to balance entrepreneur life with mommy life? Because I know you're also the mother of a special needs child. Yeah. So people say that there's never any balance. Something has to give, right? So when, like now, we're school term. When it's school term, I really, I'm really strategic and I plan my day to a T. By doing that, it allows me to be extremely productive. And when I feel tired, I take time off no matter what, if, if mm-hmm. everything allows it. If, so summer's just gone. I almost took time off. Like I kept looking after the customers that we already have, but I was not trying to get new customers, if that makes sense, so that I can be mummy and take care of that because mm-hmm. it's just six weeks. And after six weeks, I'm in entrepreneur mode, if you can call it that at all. <laughs> And what does that consist of entrepreneur mode? Is that lots of emails and marketing? Is it formulation of products? Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you have a message you want to share with the world or you think, ooh, it could be fun to have my own talk show like one guy, getting started is easier than ever. Here at Zim Excellence, we use Buzzsprout, which is hands down the easiest, most affordable, and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Start for free and list your show on directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping and teaching you to succeed. Just check out their YouTube videos. They are filled with tons of information. So join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Sign up today using the link in the show notes or go to wongai.com forward slash podcast creation and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. It also helps support the show. So go ahead, sign up for Buzzsprout and keep me posted on your new podcast. Now back to the show. Big part of it, like you have no business if you have no customers. Your biggest, Mm -hmm. biggest challenge is getting in that customer. 
So anybody can make a project. Anybody can equality, of course. Everybody knows that thing, but it's to it's to get people to trust you and buy from you. I feel like that is the biggest challenge of any business. And after they've trusted you, for you to retain them, for them to keep coming to you. So most of your time is spent trying to look after the people you already have, if that makes sense. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it's easy to keep a, a customer than it is to get a new one. Yeah, it, It's true because a lot of people focus on trying to get the numbers up and then you forget the people who are with you when you just started with three people supporting you. Exactly. So as someone in the skincare and beauty space and someone who's very passionate about representation and feeling good in the skin that you're in, like mm-hmm. you said, you hope that your products will give people confidence in their everyday life. How do you feel about products that are marketed for skin lightening and and skin bleaching that like it's still very much it's not only in Zimbabwean culture and African culture it's also in South Asian culture as well this this need to I, I I feel I feel like it's this need to be closer towards white hegemonic beauty ideals which is a lie because we know black is beautiful and we know black sells absolutely and a lot of things a lot of cultural culture appropriation is happening to copy like black hip-hop culture even african culture is being copied now african music is becoming really popular but for whatever reason we keep wanting people keep wanting to bleach their skins to make them look lighter i feel like healthy skin is good skin and that's the whole reason that we want an even skin tone and that's the reason why why we want to remove hyperpigmentation because usually when your skin is hyperpigmented it's because it's it's suffered some sort of trauma so we are trying to fix that right mm-hmm. um skin bleaching i think do you think um skin bleaching was there in zimbabwe i don't think it was it just recently came i don't know how it came about in zimbabwe definitely no i i remember when i was younger growing up in zimbabwe my mom talked about the tips and tricks people would do um when she was at school really yeah ah. i know in south asian culture papaya soap is very much a thing and I, I forget what the cream was. It was like a, there was a cream here people would use. It wasn't Pons because that just made your face look pale. But there something was like something else. Something called Ambi. I can't remember. But yeah, I, I remember when I was growing up in Zimbabwe, it, was, it, was, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now, but it was still, it was still there. Well, let me tell you a short story. My mom is very light-skinned, extremely mm-hmm. light-skinned. So... People would come and say, you are very pretty. What happened to the children? Oh, and she that's heartbreaking. Off. And then I think she went on a mission to try and empower us to say, black is beautiful. You're gorgeous the way you are. So she did a really good job about it. I, we never even, none of us even considered uh, bleaching our skin because we were confident in who we are. I know that's Mm -hmm. not the norm for everybody else. And hearing people say that actually knocks your confidence. Like people say, your mom is so beautiful and you're not. Like, Mm -hmm. just because of, and these were black people saying this, you know, that's how damaged we are as a community. 
So I feel like there is a lot of education still to be done. I think we're getting somewhere now in terms of educating people that your skin is beautiful just the way you are. And there is this South African uh, celebrity, um, I forget her name. She's really talking about the effects of skin bleaching and that it's a lifetime commitment. So when you lose the money, the damage that you've done to your skin is going to show and it's going to show so much worse than you ever thought or expected. So once you've gone down that route, make sure you're committed to it. Even though I feel like it's it's a really toxic culture because what sort of message are you sending? Like, who are you trying to be? Who do you want to look like? We're all different, like you said. We have a broad spectrum of black blackness, you know, mm-hmm. from the lightest to the darkness, which is all beautiful. We all come in all shapes and sizes and why can't we just love who we are? So there is a lot of decolonization of our minds that will need to happen. We realize that this Eurocentric beauty point of view is is not the only model of beauty out there. Like, seriously, like I, I have an Afro. Like, I've just, I silk pressed, pressed my hair because mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any idea of how to style it over summer but if I wash it it goes back to being an afro we are so blessed that we're able to do that you know a lot of people would love to do that they can't exactly they try to do perms (laughs) to to get that effect which and it still doesn't look as good it's still not as fun or versatile this is it so it's about and it starts with the parents i think as parents we are supposed to empower our children to love the skin they're in no matter what because social media these filters all that there is a lot of pressure on young people and women in general, because I've never had anybody have a go at a man because they're dark skinned, have you? But a lot of women. Is- I've seen it on social media. Really? Yeah, where where people will will say stuff about dark skinned men. It's it's a small majority of people, but that that is still there. And I thought light skinned men had it harder. Really? Oh. Well, yeah. at, at least not in America. Light-skinned men have it great. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think you... it yeah, depends on the environment and where you are. But in America, dark-skinned men, it's or just being dark in general. Is it tough? Yeah. The, there are, like, so many. I also remember when I was in the UK, there were, like, terrible words for calling someone dark, like, and sorry for anyone who feels triggered, but calling them like blick, you know, yeah. Yeah. like that was horrible. And I also want to say, let's stop saying to children or scaring them by saying, don't sit in the sun, you'll get darker. Oh, yes. 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 That's a big deal. We know that the sun does damage your skin. So you need the sun in moderation. There's no choice yes. about it. Yeah, so you do need some vitamin D, but also make sure not to have cancer. Moderation (laughs) and protection. And for Mm -hmm. us, um, so this is where I always think, if you have lighter skin, as in if you're Caucasian or light-skinned Asian, you can afford to um, not necessarily have to go directly in the sun. But if you are darker skin, you probably need to expose yourself a lot more in the sun because to absorb that vitamin D and everything because your skin does not absorb as easily as Mm. our lighter skin counterparts, right? 
um, sun does um, have an effect on your skin and how your skin looks, but we shouldn't be afraid of the sun. I mean, I think like people look the best when they're sun kissed. Oh, they do. Oh, they look so like all I'm just thinking about all the black models I I see in life who just look so gorgeous with a tan. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, our lighter counterparts just look red. And that's it. This is it. Roasted. (laughs) Seriously. It is time for our lightning round. What is your zodiac sign? Gemini. Uh, What is the last book that you read? Oh, it's called um, Stories That Stick by Kendra Hall. Nice, nice, nice. Do you have a favorite movie or a TV show from this past year or recently that you've watched or binged on a streamer? I am very intentional about what I am watching on television and stuff. Very, very intentional because That's I feel good. Like sometimes it drains your energy. But I think Good Girls on Netflix has been really fun to watch. I hear it's great. I, I only got into two episodes. I It wasn't yeah. the show for me, but I've been in a workshop with one of the head writers for it. So Yeah. yeah that's, oh, that's have great. you? Yeah. Oh, I just felt like it's it's so cliche. It's so, it's easy going. It's an easy, it's an easy watch. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? If I could get into every single black person's mind and get them to know how powerful they are, how beautiful they are, how worthy they are, how I, I would be a confidence booster for black people. Sweet. Do you have a favorite superhero? Do you know what? I actually believe that we are our own superheroes. I know. I know what it sounds like. I love that. Who is your favorite Zimbabwean musician? At the moment, it's Holly Tan. Do you have a favorite Zimbabwean childhood snack? Sherbet. Do they still make those? Do you know the sherbet where it was a powder and there was a sweet inside and yes. you dip it? And... <laughs> yes. Uh, Mazoe orange versus Mazoe green. Oh my God. My goodness. Mazoe green. Like seriously? Mazoe green all the way. The next one is a power statement. It goes, I am Zim Excellence because blank. I am Zim Excellence because of all the women who came before me, the confidence they gave us, the fight that they did for equality for women, even though we're a long way away. I am Zim Excellence because the women before me paved the way. Wonderful. If you could nominate someone for the award of Zim Excellence, who would it be? My good friend Lorraine Black and Bun. You all need to check out Black and Bun. I mean, she's doing amazing things. You need to get her on the podcast. Seriously. Cool. Lorraine, you've officially been nominated for the award of Zim Excellence by Esnath Moyo. Esnath, as we wrap up, I would love it if you would share a message with our listeners, also letting them know where they can continue to follow your journey. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. And I know you you will be back for, for more stories and more conversations. Absolutely. I have loved, loved, loved speaking to you, Wongai. My message is you are beautiful. You are worthy. Exactly the intentions we set today. And keep doing you and if you're struggling just put one foot in front of the other keep going until you achieve what you are determined to achieve you can find me at nestai beauty on instagram or www.nestaibeauty.co.uk 
Wonderful. All of those links will be down in the show notes. And Esnaf has actually given us a cool discount code that you can use to get 15% off all Netsai skincare using the code ZIMEXCELLENCE. Thank you to our listeners for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this. Thank y'all so much for coming to the party. Majita tatenda siabonga. Nah, for real. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Zim Excellence. If you found value from this episode, please share it with a friend and go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. If you send me a screenshot of your review, I'll make sure to give you a shout out on future episodes. Feel free to tag us on Instagram at Zim Excellence Podcast. And if you identify as Zimbabwean, I want to hear your story, so go ahead and email zimexcellencepodcast at gmail.com. Till then, have the best week and stay Zim excellent.